Welcome to the She Builds Show. I'm your host, Stephanie Olson, a licensed general contractor who builds new construction, renovates, and designs your vision. Today, more than ever, we need raw, authentic women who are willing to rise above society's norms, break those glass ceilings, and encourage each other to boldly build the life we were meant to live. So honey, what are you building? Welcome to the She Builds Show. A few weeks ago, I put on a workshop called She Lit That. I wanted to test out the concept of teaching women practical skills to help them handle the things that maybe they previously felt intimidated to tackle. I don't just want to do my job, build pretty things, and then move on to the next. I want to teach you what I know. I want you to gain something that you wouldn't have known prior to coming into contact with me. Recently, I've picked up two books, Atomic Habits, and The One Thing by Gary Keller. Atomic Habits is a very practical guide to help you keep the habits you want and rid yourself of the habits you dislike. My biggest takeaway from this book so far is that changing your environment to create the habit you desire. He has a bunch of different options of how to help you gain the habits you want, but this one, the changing of your environment, really stuck with me. We all have things we want to remove from our lives, but we struggle. Because we have formed these unconscious habit loops that once it starts, we just do the thing we said we wouldn't do. Has that ever happened to anybody? All of a sudden, you just sit down and there it is. The bowl of ice cream is in your lap and you're like, "Ah, where'd it come from? It's these unconscious habit loops. So for me, I have two things right now that just happen without my real conscious awareness. And I want to be aware of them and I want to break them. The first is somehow I end up with Starbucks in my hand around 2 p.m. every day. Whether I feel like it or not, whether I'm tired or not, my brain just knows it's around 2 p.m. and it's time to head to Starbucks and my body just drives there. (laughs) So I took the advice of changing my environment to help curb this habit. I realized at around this time of day, I'm tired. I need to pick me up. I need to go somewhere. I need to get away from my desk. I need to get out of the truck. So instead of driving, physically driving to Starbucks, I'm like, I'm going to drive to a different place. What's a good place to go? So I came up with Live Life Juice. It's a local juice company that makes fresh juice daily, bottles it and sells it. It's to die for. Delicious. And my body really thanks me. So since I've changed up this environment cue by just driving to a different location not trying to make it complicated. I just not driving to Starbucks, just driving somewhere else. I didn't take away the entire habit. I just changed the location, making it easy. My body's actually thanking me. My body and my brain around two o'clock kind of crave that healthy juice over the coffee. Crazy, right? All I did was not drive there. Just start driving to a different location. Create a new habit by switching up the environment. Try it. The other thing I need to work on is taking my iPad into bed with me. I like to read like actual books and I like to read before bed. But if I physically take my iPad with me to my room, then I end up just scrolling away my reading time. So I made an environment rule. No iPad in my bedroom. It stays in the living room. The first few days, it was just, it just automatically happened. My subconscious started the habit loop. The cue was heading upstairs to change for bed. And I would just immediately grab my iPad. A few times I was literally like, ah! Where did this come from? Get away. And I had to like walk the puppy downstairs, like stay, don't move. Don't follow me. 
Once my iPad was not an option, a book felt right. It was what I wanted to do most, but my environment didn't support my choices. Like is your TV in your bedroom? Take it out and you won't watch it. I had to remove the temptation to help create the habit I wanted most. What easy thing can you change by just having your environment help support the habit you want to create? It's a simple but effective tool, and I like it. If you see me with Starbucks in the middle of the day, don't judge me, okay? It's been a long one. (laughs) The other book I'm reading is called The One Thing by Gary Keller, and it's teaching that in order for you to get to the place in your life you truly desire, you have to find the one thing that matters most to you and only do that. I struggle with this concept constantly, especially when it comes to work. I do what is urgent over what is most important. I choose conquering the to-do list over sticking to what he calls your success list. To-do lists feel like I'm accomplishing something, but they don't resolve anything around my one thing. So I decided to try to figure out my one thing. I listed over a hundred things that I do and that I have a desire to do what I'm good at, what I'm passionate about, things I hate doing, but I end up doing them because they're on my list. I listed them all, then narrowed down over and over until one thing was left. You want to know what my one thing is? Teaching. (laughs) I actually went to school to be a teacher, but I love to teach. I want to teach. I want to teach you everything I know. That's why this She Lit That workshop was so satisfying to me. I may not know a lot, but it's my one thing. And it shows up all over my life. My kids, my team, my horses, my kids' friends, my friends, anyone who shows up around me, I want them to gain something. I want to help empower them and give them tools, both literally and figuratively. So teaching is my one thing. Also in Gary Keller's book, there was this sentence I read that really affected me and just like entered my soul. He was talking about sacrifice. The sentence was awareness of your spirit and body, awareness of your family and friends, awareness of your personal needs. None of these can be sacrificed if you intend to have a life. So you can never forsake them for work or one for the other. So you can't sacrifice the awareness of your spirit, your body, awareness of your family and friends. You can't sacrifice awareness of your personal needs. You can't trade them. But what he's saying is you can actually sacrifice work, but you can't sacrifice your personal life. Let me dive a little deeper into this for a second. So other words that mean the same thing as sacrifice are to give up, surrender, renounce, discount, spare, resign oneself to. So what he's saying is you can give up work. You can spare work, but you cannot give up. You cannot spare or resign yourself to your physical health or your family or your relationship. Sacrifice means to give up something in a big way for something or someone else. When I think of sacrifice, I can't help but think of Jesus and the sacrifice that he's given us. That's the ultimate sacrifice, right? But what are the sacrifices in my life, in your life that maybe you're making unintentionally? Are you sacrificing things that really matter most to you? What are you sacrificing for something else? His premise is that you can sacrifice work over your personal life. Let me break this down for you on how I think this would look in my life. I can tell people in my work, in my business, I'm sorry, no, I can't attend that meeting. I'm sorry, no, I'm unavailable. There are not lifetime consequences for me rescheduling that meeting. For me to tell people I work with, I'm sorry, 
I'm unavailable to take that job right now. And they can be mad and disappointed in me for a second. I'm okay with that. I can deal with it. But the consequences are not ones that have a lasting impact. But when I sacrifice time with my children, with the people that are most important to me or my health, honey, there are dire consequences. These are sacrifices that actually have lasting effects. I can't relive childhood with my kids, but I can reschedule meetings. When I choose to respond to that email instead of being present with my children, when I choose to not go to that soccer game because I told someone I would look at a job, when I choose to not have date night with my husband, when I choose to not meditate or work out or just take care of my mental, physical, and emotional well-being, there are massive consequences. Do you see what I'm saying? When you choose work over personal life over and over, you ruin relationships, you damage your health, you hurt your children, you hurt the people closest to you. And he's not saying that it's an all or nothing, that you can't work. He's just saying that the priority is personal life over work, hands down, no more questions asked. And when you are at work and you go to work, and you do the things that you need to do, you need to choose the highest priority item that you need to work on. And all other items on the to-do list can wait. You can get behind in work. You can't make up soccer games. There is no dire consequences to all the small things that I should have, could have, would have done at work. So when you're at work, use the time wisely. Rank your important work. Make a success list and only do that. Do the one thing that is going to move the needle the furthest. And when you go home, you do the one thing that you need to do to take care of your family, your relationships, your health. This concept to me just kind of blew my mind because I think that we think in our culture that we need to prioritize work over everything and that we sacrifice our families all the time. When I was in Chicago this last weekend taking care of my nephew, I took an Uber to the airport. And there was this driver. She was from Ethiopia. And we just started chatting. She started telling me about a time 20 years ago when she got sent to New York on a temporary job assignment to move a portion of her company that she worked for from New York to Chicago. She was put up in this very nice apartment. And one day she wondered how much it cost. How much were they paying for the apartment she was staying in? They told her it was $5,000. This was 20 years ago. She couldn't believe it. So then she asked the other people that she was working with, where did you guys live? Where do you live? And they said they rode a train to the outskirts of the city for an hour and 45 minutes one way to come to work. And then again, at the end of the day, because they couldn't afford to live in the city. Eventually, the business owners in New York wanted her to stay. They offered her a job, a high paying job with incredible benefits. She turned it down. As a young woman, she knew no job was ever more important than time with her family. And she was never going to spend her life wasting it away on a train. She knew her priorities and it just impressed me. It didn't matter how enticing the job was. She had a deep sense of protection for her health, her relationships, her well-being. And I just admired her for knowing that even at a young age, it was something to protect. And no one's enticing job offer could sway her from that. She didn't even think twice about it. She turned him down flat out in the office when he offered her the job. Absolutely not. I'll never ride a train for an hour and 45 minutes one way. (laughs) I loved it. 
I love spending that time with her. So when you come down to the choice, which will you choose? Will you push yourself too far? Will you sacrifice your health and end up in the hospital? Will you sacrifice your kid's childhood for one more deal? Will you stare at your phone instead of growing closer to your spouse? I know for me, this is not easy. To-do lists are so satisfying. Work and deals and building houses is so rewarding. And I won't give them up. But when it comes to my highest priority, hands down, no questions asked, my family wins, my health wins, my relationships win. What are you sacrificing? Does it line up with what's most important to you? Does it? Thanks for listening to this message today, you guys. I so appreciate your time. I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Any questions or comments or wins that you want to share with me, I would love to celebrate with you. I would love to encourage you. Thanks again for listening to The She Build Show. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining me today on The She Build Show. My name is Stephanie Olson. My hope is that this episode leaves you feeling empowered and ready to boldly take that step into building the life that you envision one, two by four at a time. And if you can do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I get giddy over reading the reviews each week and I will choose one special person to win some SheBuild swag. Make sure you add your name to the review and I'll reach out if you're the winner. Thanks again for hanging out. Be sure to visit me at theshebuildshow.com where you can ask me questions and share with me what you're building.